We welcome you to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Today is Sunday, August the 8th, 
service. I'll be speaking at um, one of the fellowship churches this morning in honor of uh, the pastor there. And so certainly I solicit your prayers as we go into the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we 
pray and ask, Lord God, that you will bless your word. Bless each one that has tuned in this morning, evening, Lord God, respectively, wherever they are at this moment. Father, I pray and ask that you would bless your people. Bless them with the hearing of your word. Lord God, bless me to decrease, that you increase. Lord God, I pray and ask for your help, your guidance, Lord. Father, I pray and ask that you would touch those that are sick in their body, that have requested prayer. Lord God, those, Lord God, that would be here, but because of other pressing situations that uh, impacted them, Lord God, they could not, but their hearts and their desire and their support is here. I ask that you would bless them. Bring them out, Lord God, Lord Jesus, with your testimony. Father, I pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, each one under the sound of my voice. Lord God, as we go forth to magnify you, Lord God, we recognize that you are the risen Savior. We recognize, Lord God, who, for who you are, Lord God, and we only pray for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Lord God, that we might pleasing in your sight. Lord, we look to hear your voice say, well done. Lord God, you are the one that make us worthy. Lord God, to be found able to stand in your presence. Lord, I pray for those that are in the valley of decision, those that have backslidden, that you would stir their mind up. Lord God, draw them back into the house of prayer for the saving of their souls. In Jesus' name, I ask these many blessings. Amen. Certainly, we thank and praise God for allowing us to see this eighth day of August uh, 2021. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we can rejoice and be glad in it. Now, I, I don't know whatever you might be dealing with today. And certainly, we all uh, deal with some things. And, you know, some of the things we deal with is uh, could impact us financially, it could impact us emotionally. You know, it could impact us mentally, physically, but God is still on the throne. Hold on to your faith in him. No matter what, tears can be streaming down your face. Do not dethrone God. Do not move him from setting upon your heart. Uh, bless you, Lord Jesus. Uh, know that, that we're praying and certainly praying with you and praying for you. Constantly, the Bible said man should always pray and not faint. And so uh, with that being said, you know, I was thinking uh, on, I was preparing to start today on yesterday, Saturday. And, um, you know, I thought about where we are in this day and time. Many don't like to think about those, uh, where we are. But it's impossible to live this life and not consider that each day places you a step closer to eternity. I was thinking about the churches. Uh, the churches. Now, I just had a thought uh, that how many churches are den of thieves? How many churches are a den of thieves? Uh, and I'm not going to elaborate a lot on that, but I want you to know that God, God, God Almighty, sovereign God, went into the temple, went into the Bible, said Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple. 
and overthrew the tables of the money changers. Now, when I was growing up, you know, they were selling chicken dinners or whatever they were selling, fried fish, you know, they would not accept payment within the church. You could do it in the Vestavue, but you couldn't do it in church. I, I thought the Vestavue is part of, I know it's, it's outside of the sanctuary, but I thought it was part of the building. And, and so um, they, they had a place squared off just for that. Uh, but how many have actually turned the church into a business, not a soul-saving station, but a business? I've heard of those that went online, got licenses, uh, said they're minister, and said they're going to make a lot of money because they saw other people that, that look like they're doing well. Um, maybe they're doing well from book sales. Maybe they're doing well from recordings. Uh, or, you know, a number of things. Uh, and, and so they're, they're doing all right, and that looked impressive to some. And so therefore, they open a building up, uh, not with the intent of saving souls, but the intention of making money, uh, a den of thieves. They're still, uh, their per whole purpose is financial. And so the Bible said, and he overthrew the t tables of the money changers and set and seat of them that sold doves and said unto them, it is written. Now, the reason he did that was because the people was, uh, there were people that did not have, they did not raise livestock and they didn't bring certain type of offerings to the temple. And so they would sell uh, those things that they needed to make a sacrifice, but they were cheating folks. They weren't giving them quality product. And certainly their intention, therefore, was not about that individual making peace with God through a sacrifice as as ordered at that in that day and time and so the bible tells us that it is written my house whose house god's house shall be called the house of prayer but they made it into the den of thieves i wonder how many churches may have started out right but today god look at them and they're den of thieves we need to be careful about what we do what we say and how we act. We need to be careful. We're living in a dead time. And, and we're talking about churches right now because we're in the book of Revelation. And the Lord addressed uh, to the uh, stars, the pastors, the angels, excuse me, the angels of the church. A stern message about conduct. A stern message about his house. And so in the book of Revelation, the third chapter, beginning at verse one, it says, and unto the angel of the church of Sardis, write these things, saith he that saith the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest and are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Therefore, uh, how thou hast received and heard, remember, therefore how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent, if therefore thou shalt not watch I will come on thee as a thief. 
and thou shalt not know what hour I will come. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit said unto the churches. Those verses are packed with a lot of jewels, a lot of nuggets, a lot of information that all of us need. Sardis was the capital city of Lydia, about 50 miles from Samaria. It was fortified and easily defended because of mountains and the terrain. It is noted that the believers in this area had become tainted, complacent. Have you become tainted? Have you become complacent? And they relied on their previous actions. You know, I've been saved for 20 years. And, well, that was 20 years. What about today? Are you saved today? What you did last for the past 20 years could be all messed up today by the actions that you take, by the things you do, by what you say how you respond, whether you respond, you know, you, you hear say that we believe the word of God. And uh, uh, therefore we're faithful, we're bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Are you obeying the word of God? The believers became tamed complacent and relied on their past actions compared to where they were at that moment. They had a healthy appearance, but they were decaying on the inside. Maybe you went to the store and bought some fruit. You know, I was at the store the other day and I bought some peaches. I like peaches, peaches are good for you, especially if you pick the right one. And I, I bought some plums. And they looked good. They felt good. They felt just right. Uh, and I watched them off and, and enjoyed a few of them, but there was one that felt good. And when I bent into it uh, and got closer to the core, it was not good. There was a difference. And so uh, that's how we are sometimes. We look good on the outside. Uh, but on the inside, the core is decaying. The core has become corrupt. Uh, maybe a worm has gotten in on the inside and, uh, uh, and it's doing damage. And so the Bible tells us evil communication corrupt good manners. Uh, well, you know, a little bit of that is not going to hurt me. Uh, evil communication corrupt good manners. And so I want to talk about the, uh, the man in the mirror this morning. 
want to take that as a thought. Uh, I, I, I know that was a hit song back in the day, and some of you weren't even born. Uh, and others was growing up. But there was a song that a group of artists got together to talk about uh, change. And, and so the, the, some of the lyrics said, I'm going to make a change. For once in my life, I'm going to feel real good, going to make a difference, going to make it right. And so the song really reiterates a similar message that was inspired around A.D. 62. A mirror, uh-huh, it wasn't nothing new. They just, they just added some, some more lyrics and, and added uh, some music to it. But, but back in A.D. 62, uh, these words were uttered. And so, uh, not all of them, but we'll get there. A mirror is something that reflects or reflective surface. You know, a, a water uh, could be a mirror. Look in the water and see what you look like or what you wish you looked like. Or what. Polished metal, glass. Today we use our, or I have seen, oh no, I, I've done it too. Uh, you use your iPhone instead of your Samsung and you know your Android to look at yourself. You used it as a mirror. Something that returns an outer uh, appearance or image, uh, unless some um, someone photobombing, you know, uh, jumping behind, and, and now you have not just yourself but someone else. Why are you trying to capture that moment, a reflection of time? The Apostle James exhorts all of us with these words, uh, my beloved brethren. Let every man be swift to hear. Are you listening this morning? Slow to speak. I don't want you to develop an opinion before I finish the message. Slow to wrath. Don't get upset with me. I'm just a mailman. Don't get upset with nobody else either. Sometimes we get, we fly off too long, too quick. Have that road rage going on even in the church. Uh, let's call it, uh, I don't know what you call it, aisle rage, pew rage, whatever. For the wrath of man work if not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Many are attending service today, and they are hearing the word, but they're not going to be a doer of the word. Someone may have been told in the message, forgive, and they said no. Someone may have been told in the message to love, and they said no. Someone may have said you need to practice timeliness, and they said no. And I'm going to do it my way. I don't agree with what the word of God says. But the Bible said, don't just be a hearer of the word. Don't, don't, I don't need your amens. And then you don't obey what God is saying. Your obedience is the biggest blessing and most comforting thing that there is to any and every pastor. Uh, they want to see you saved. They want to see you blessed. And you can't do that 
without being obedient, and not selective hearers, but obedience to the word of God. You've got to eat the whole roll, or you're deceiving your own selves. But if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he's like a man uh, beholding himself, but looking at his natural face in a glass. For he becometh uh, beholding himself, and goeth away, straightway forgetting what manner he was. You can look in the mirror and then walk away and forget what needs to be changed yourself. You can look in the mirror and say, oh yeah, I'm going to do that and walk away and it never gets done. Do you hear the word of God? Maybe you blow certain parts of the message off instead of eating it all up. That's what the man in the mirror did. Uh, I know the lyrics of the song said that, that he made a vow that he was going to make a change. But everybody is not making a vow or they made a vow and they did not keep it. You need to hear uh, the word. All of us must take heed to the word of God. That person that's standing in the mirror could be uh, he or she. It could be you. One listening to the word looked in the mirror, saw someone that looked good. I look fine. You know, I, I look all right. Hair done right, eyes done right, makeup right, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the pump a little, a little iron and stuff, you know, uh, but the can on the inside. I, I remember a time that, that I did that. I, I looked in the mirror and, you know, on the outside, I looked good. I was pumping iron, got pictures of it and all of that kind of stuff and, you know, and I always had some, some get high and, uh, and felt invincible, felt indestructible, uh, invulnerable, felt unbeatable, walked a lot of places, didn't, didn't worry about driving around, just, just wanted to uh, be healthy and just keep that fatigue going. But I was decaying on the inside. I was dying. Uh-huh. I was separated farther and farther from God. One day I actually heard the word of God. Uh-huh. I heard what he was saying and I realized that I looked impressive on the outside. But the inside was messed up. The inside was terrible. But today I can say like the psalmist, he restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Today I can surely say goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Not just today, but forever. Because I did take a good look and realize that I was decaying. Realize that I was dying. Like so many others, some that will hear this message and realize that they are looking good on the outside. Feel good. Other people complimenting them on how well they look on the outside. But on the inside, they know they're dying. They know they're decaying and need to make a change. The Bible said because he is able to keep us from falling. He's able to present us faultless. He'll do it with exceeding joy. There's no shame in his game when we line up with his word. Somebody in Sardis forgot who they were and who he is. Like today, somebody is not 
uh, recalling God. Pastor Sardis, I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest and are dead. There are many assemblies right now, many uh, places of worship that look good. They've accomplished some monumental things financially. Uh, they have a number of things in place, different programs and uh, different things that are uh, impressive to some. But the Bible said that, just like Sardis, you have a reputation that you look good, but you're really dead. And he told them to watch out and to strengthen those good things, strengthen those things that remain, those things that I do approve of. Uh, you're uh, ready to die and don't even know it. Some people don't know where they actually are today. Uh, prayer life, gone. Acknowledgement of God, gone. Well, argue down and argue you down and say, I am a believer. Uh-huh. They can quote some scriptures. I'm a believer because I believe in God. I'm all right. But belief is not enough without actions. People are slipping and don't even know it. Running around thinking you're, uh, some think that they're slicker than a can of oil. Uh, running around saying, I, 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 all right. You know, listen, you talk to some, I, all right. You know, you talk to some folks in the street. Some will just tell you I'm good. But God is saying, You've been caught. You slipping. You dying. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. You need to make a change. If thou will not watch, some, some don't want to watch. Some don't want to hear this. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But remember, we're talking about the book of Revelation. We're talking about what God is saying and has revealed to John, his servant, to tell the churches, uh-huh, to tell every pastor, uh-huh, tell every point in leadership, because when you get to the pastor, you're dealing with it's going to trickle, it's going to have a trickle-down effect. It's going to cascade that if you don't watch, I will come as a thief. There's no other way to watch without obedience. Uh-huh. There's no way to watch. Matter of fact, Jesus told the disciples, he said, watch and pray. Some are praying, but they're not watching. Some is trying to watch, but they're not praying. It goes together. You got to watch and pray. I will come as a thief, and thou not know what hour I will come upon thee. Remembering uh, is a recall to revisit those things that are important to your soul. And, you know, we, we like to remember things and we like to do things that I, I know that, that there are some things that we will only do if we feel it's important. The most important thing that there is, is your soul. I hope it's important to you because you're only going to do that which is considered important. 
After you recall it, you need to lock it up. You need to hold it tight and make a change. Change is not talked about much today. I heard one minister say, I don't need to tell people about sin. They already know their condition. But the Bible said remission of sin and repentance should be preached in his name. So how is it that you cannot talk about sin when you're talking about repentance? Uh, they got to know what they got need, have need of repentance of. Not just the common things of a sexual, not just the common things, addiction, not just some of the common, there are other things that we need to repent of. Our disrespect for our brothers and sisters. Our love that we hold back from those that are standing right by us. The repentance, the change, the sin of thinking that I'm better than someone else. You know, somebody suffering from comparisonitis. Uh, the Pharisee stood and said, I'm not like other men. I don't do what other men do. He was suffering from comparisonitis because he needed to change and repent. Change is something that's not talked about in every place. Uh, some churches are not going to talk about change today. They're going to talk about love. They're going to talk about money. They're going to talk about encouragement. They're going to talk about things uh, that look like they're talking about change, but change is something that occurs where? On the inside out. Change is something that must occur in order to be saved. If you plan on being saved, you must change. If you plan on standing in the presence of God, you must change. If you plan on entering into the kingdom, you must change. If you plan on receiving any of the rewards that the Lord has mentioned thus far, you must change. Hallelujah. Bless your Lord God. We must have a change in character. We must have a change of heart. Change in behavior. You need to change. Change from that to this. You need to be about this life. Change from what others are saying. What folks are posting on and saying uh, what folks have posted and want to hear, you need to change from that. We'll grab hold to what someone else is saying on the social media. What about what the word of God is saying? Have you picked up your Bible lately? Have you read the word of God? Are you even listening to the word of God? You know, we'll listen to gospel music because it, it has some rhythm to it. But have you listened to what God is saying, the word? Have you done a sobriety check on yourself? The Bible says uh, uh, that they need to change. But wait a minute. He also said there are a few. You want to be one of the few. He said there are a few in Sardis which have not defiled their garments. And they shall walk before me in white robes, for they are worthy. I wonder about those few. Those few that did not defile their garment. That meant that those few, those few folks, uh, bless you, Lord God. Thank you. Those few folks right there in the church that didn't allow themselves to become tainted. Few folks right there in the church that did not allow themselves to become complacent. What about you this morning? They purposely had to take an action, a course of action. They were intentional in their decision. They made deliberate moves not to straddle the fence. Um, 
uh, they understood that the word of God says, keep your heart with all diligence, guard yourself, for out of it are the issues of life. I heard the psalmist say, create in me a pure heart and renew a right spirit in me. When was the last time you said, Lord, create in me a pure heart and renew a right spirit in me? When we say let revival break out, that's what we're talking about. A clean heart. I need to make sure my heart is washed. When I say, Lord, let revival break out, I need to make sure my spirit is right with you. There were a few folks in Sardis that did not defile their garment. They saw that, I'm going to put it like this, they saw somebody sitting next to them eating buttery popcorn and spilling on themselves and their garment became stained. And they politely got up and moved themselves to another area. They, they saw someone else uh, drinking something and spilling it all over themselves. And they politely moved themselves so that nothing would splash on them. Jesus. You got to be proactive, not reactive. Oh, not, uh, we're going to be proactive and make sure that we don't defile our garments. Because the Bible says he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Uh, there are some folks that are setting up all spotted up right now. There's some folks setting up all wrinkled right now. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. And so he's coming back for those a few, a few names in Sardis which have not defiled their garment. They're going to walk with him. Uh, not, they're not going to be the only ones that's going to walk with him in a white, in white but I, I'm going to be there too. You got to make up in your mind that, that I'm going to be there. I'm going to do what it takes so that I can be found worthy. The church, uh, he told them to watch out. <clears throat> uh, the Bible tells us over in Luke that he went throughout the cities and villages teaching and journeying through Jerusalem. Then he said, then one said unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. There's going to be a lot of folks that by the time, my God, that by the time the change occurs, by the moment and twinkling of an eye, and they come to a realization that the church has been caught up. They're going to begin seeking to make it in. When the ark of God uh, was completed and Noah had entered in, uh, the, the folks saw the rain coming down, a drip, a drop. Uh, they saw that uh, it didn't stop. And somebody started to make their way over to the ark. And someone saw them running, and they began to run too. Hallelujah. And they ran over to the ark and began to knock on the door. They began to try to climb on top of it, uh, best to their ability. But it was too late because the Bible said the angel of the Lord had come down and had locked the door. So no matter how Noah may have felt, no matter how the family may have felt, they couldn't unlock the door. No matter what they may have wanted to do, no matter how loud the people cried, no matter how sad it had become, no matter how painful the experience was becoming, 
uh, they could not make a change at that moment. The angel had locked the door. The Bible said that there's going to be many that's going to try to make it in. But they wouldn't take heed to the word of God now. And so few there be that are saved. And he told them to strive. That means you got to press your way. That means you got to let some things go. And strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in. And they won't be able to. Once, uh, once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door and begin to stand without, some are going to be knocking and begging, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he's going to say, I don't know you. Jesus, some are going to be saying, but I preached in your name. He's going to say, I don't know you. Jesus, some are going to be saying, I sung on the praise team, but I don't know you. I've cast out devils in your name, but I don't know you. you. I've prophesied in your name. I still, I don't know you. I've taught in the streets, but I don't know you because they look and would not make a change. Oh my God, he's going to tell them to depart. I'm not opening the door. And so the Bible said there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you want to be one of those that are standing around crying? One of those that's anguished with pain, thinking about the suffering, thinking about that you had a chance to make it in, but you had that itch that you had to scratch. You had a chance to make it in, but you decided to do it your way. You had a chance to make it in, but he looked too good to pass by. You had a chance to make it in. You thought she was the one. You had a chance to make it in, and so you neglected being in service. When God called the house to order, you said tomorrow, I'll go to Bible class. But the Bible class never came because God had come. You said, I'll go Sunday, but Sunday it never came because God had come. He said, I'll come like a thief in the night, and you won't know when I'm going to arrive. But like a thief, the thief doesn't give a warning. The thief don't tell nobody. He just cases things out and then make an appearance to get the job done. But my God, what about you today? Are you willing to make a change? You need to take a good look in the mirror and not forget about where you are. You need to take a look at yourself and take a thorough examination of what's going on on the inside. Am I drying up on the inside? Have I dried up on the inside? Have I left my first love? Have I allowed Satan to plant a seat? Have I took on the doctrine of the Nicolaitans? Have I taken on the doctrine of Bella? Am I allowing Jezebel to seduce me? My God, those are some of the things that was going on in the churches. Uh, Do I have a look that I'm okay? I I look alive, but I'm, I'm really dying. And nobody didn't tell me, but I'm here today to tell you that you better live and and not die. Because if you die, you're not going to make it in. My God, Uh, that's why he sent a warning. The Bible said there's warning before destruction. Oh my God, God sends a warning to everybody to let you know. You ought to be glad that God sent a warning. You ought to be glad that God said something. You You ought to be glad no matter how it made you feel. A good medicine don't always taste good. A shot don't always feel good. 
When they reset a bone, it don't feel good. When you get a cavity, it don't feel good. But when the healing is done, when everything is taking place, you might remember what happened, but you're all right. Uh, is he all right today? Uh, God is all right, and he knows just what to do. He know how to set the broken heart. He know how to fill the mind. He know how to restore. He know how to do those things that the doctor can't do. He know how to do those things that, that your friends can't do to reset you, to reestablish you so that you can live and be found worthy. My God. He said, listen here. He said, he that overcometh. He that overcometh shall be clothed in white raiment. Ah, you know, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I've been to a white party, you know, where, you know, some of you know what that is. You, you wear white. That's all it is. You, you are tired in white. You know, and, you know, that was the thing. And it was a celebration. And it really looked spectacular to see. You're, you're, you're there in white, but everything else around you is colorful. Don't you know we'll have white garments? And everything around us will be colorful. We'll be arrayed in beautiful attire. And there'll be a great celebration. There's a great celebration that's planned already. Uh -huh, he's getting us ready. We used to sing that song. My Lord, my God's getting us ready for that great day. He's getting us ready for that great day. Who will be able to stand? You better live so that you can put your hand up and say, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. He said that I will not blot. Listen, I will not blot out his name. So that means the name is there right now at this moment. The name is there at this moment. But without the change, it's going to be taken out. And won't nobody else be able to put it back. You don't have a relative in the presence of God that's going to run up and blood and put that name back. That's not going to happen. Not mother, not father, grandfather, grandpapa, what, whatever you call, nana, whatever, is not going to come and put your name in that book of life. St. Peter, no, Peter is not, all of us are saints, St. Carl, St. whatever new name God give us. Matter of fact, there is no St. Peter. Uh, Nope. There is no St. Peter. <laughs> I, I know in the movies that St. Peter is there at the gate with a book. No, there is no St. Peter. No, it's not. No, it's not. My God. There is no St. Peter, no St. John, no St. Andrew. No. St. Mary. No. No, it's not. It is not. Let that resonate for a moment while I drink a little water. No. I know that, that people, because of their ability not to read, and they took what was told to them. Now, everybody wasn't walking around ignorant. Some folks could read. Mm -hmm. Some folks were took the time to understand this. But no, St. Peter is not going to be there. Nope. Mm -mm. 
And the only way you're going to know who is there is for you to make it in. The same shall be clothed in white remnant, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that have an ear, you got ears this morning? Not the ones on the inside of your head. But what about your, the ears of your soul? He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. And the Lord addressed the message to the pastor. But he says, he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Here, that, that and everybody, everybody, everybody. Bless you, Jesus. Everybody. We're going to sing a little bit, oh, come to the altar. Bless you, Jesus. Mighty God, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You need to think about it. Where are you right now? Where are you? Do you look good on the outside? Because you've gone to service? You've gone to church? You go faithfully? But are you decaying? How are you on the inside?
Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, those that have heard your word today. <clears throat> Lord God, strengthen those things that remain. Help them, Lord God, as they make up in their mind, Lord, to serve you, Lord, in the beauty of holiness. Lord God, as they repent of sin, ask your forgiveness, Lord. Lord God, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you would help, Lord, guide them that are looking for a church home, Lord God, to a place where they can be rooted and grounded, Lord, and be fed for the nourishment of their soul salvation. In Jesus' name. If you've not been baptized, if you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, you're living beneath your privilege. And they asked and said, man and brethren, what must we do to be saved? And Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When they met others along the way, as they evangelized, they baptized them in Jesus' name. They even asked them, have you received since you believed that they might receive the Holy Ghost? Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. I pray and ask that you will continue to lift us up as we lift you up in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you able uh, before uh, his presence with, with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, honor, majesty, and dominion, power, both now and forevermore. Remember the songs presented, songs by songstress, artists, and our, belong to their producers. God bless you. Tell someone we're teaching the word of God. We're moving forward through the book of Revelation to have a clear understanding. And it is a blessing for you all of those that are obedient.